In a realm of shadow and a land of sorrow, the dead walk again. What was once a mighty alliance of city-states has been reduced to a handful of cities, doomed to make their final stand as they are overrun. One free city stands tall, however. The greatest of them before the fall, Madrigal, stands as the final beacon of hope in the blighted wastes. For a time, many elves and Duardine and humans made the perilous journey to Madrigal, knowing full well that nightmarish monsters hunted them every step of the way. Most never made it, but the flow of people was steady and bolstered the defences and raised the stakes for the free city. Eventually, the tide of refugees ebbed away before stopping entirely. Realising what this means, the free peoples stand ready to defend hearth and home until their final breath. The end is coming. With aid from Holy Azire, a realm of thunder and heavens, the defenders of Madrigal will weather the storm, or they will be lost in the histories of the mortal realms. Captain Moriak, sir. Have you a moment? What is it, Sergeant? Well, sir, it seems we were quite right. We've not made it five miles from the walls, and a mere snap of a branch could send our men running. Have the Stormcast Eternals considered our warnings, or are they simply trying to make a statement about fear, or some other drivel? Would you be afraid, if you knew your god could whisk you away at the moment of death? Well, I imagine so, though, admittedly, sir, I am more honest than most. Perhaps I wouldn't be terribly frightened after the third or fourth accident, Skull. Well, our resources are finite. I shall put an end to this once we stop the game. Of course, sir. I shall pass it to the NCOs. Besides, it appears the Witch Hunter is headed this way. Excuse us, First Sergeant. Of course, Master Drowwolf. Captain Mariak, might I ask why your gaze is so intent? You might. You know, Captain, there are people all throughout the realms that would appreciate our assistance. A detachment of Stormcast Eternals and a witch hunter from the Order of Azir. Not a force to be trifled with lightly, you know. I am well aware of this, Master Drowulf. We are grateful. But we aren't eager to follow the words of strangers to our doom. Strangers? The strangers you speak of are of the highest order, Captain. Sanctioned and blessed by Sigmar himself. Warriors that not even death can break. I am not trying to challenge your faith, Witch Hunter. If you are trying to make a case that we should follow their every word because of religion... You misunderstand me, Captain. I understand how and why your people have turned from the light. No, I'm not making a religious case or blathering about superstition. I'm speaking of experience, friend. They've fought countless enemies in countless lands and are certainly no strangers to the forces of death. They are better prepared to handle this predicament than any ally you could ask for. And after centuries of immortality, their idea of risk-taking is different than ours. They can throw themselves into the depths of the Nadir if they so please. 
that I shan't risk the lives of my people on them. Not in spite of Sigmar's blessings, but because of them. I feel that we won't agree on this until you see them in action. I feel that we simply won't agree. Hmm. Sergeant Heimler, stop the patrol. We are going to rest here. Right away, sir! Guardsmen, prepare to pull security. Lower your gear, Private. That means you too. Archers and handgunners, stand ready to form ranks. And everyone, keep your hands on your weapons. Corporal, get that man in line, or I shall put him in charge of you. Let's go, let's go! The entire column sounded of equipment jostling and grunts of relief from the men. The Stormcast Eternals turned to face Moriak, who stared impassively back. Bedecked in dark bronze armour and white heraldry, the Stormcast towered over the captain. It was Lord Celestant Torren who broke the silence. Captain, this is the third rest we've taken this morning, and the fourth time the column has stopped. Is there something bothering you? Our men are but flesh and will, my lord. I pray you forgive the inconvenience. There's nothing to forgive, Captain. We only wish to understand. And I have already explained, my lord. The men must rest. For their sanity, if not their bodies. Lord Celestant Torren looked the Lord Relictor to his right, who had listened to the conversation behind his skull-faced helm, regarding Moriak closely. The Lord Relictor was silent, but Torren knew what he would say if he were to speak. Very well, Captain. Just be aware that we still have a ways to go. You have a destination in mind? I thought this was just a patrol. Now the Lord Relictor spoke, still looking directly at the captain. It amused Moriak that one of his supposed saviors came to him with the face of death. Moriak rather liked it. It served as a kind of memento mori as the patrol marched deeper into the ominous haze. Your records indicate that one of your patrols was beset eight miles from the walls. Impressive, all things considered. This is the furthest your men have travelled since the fall. We wish to see if there is anything we can discern from whatever remains. Whatever remains? Perhaps a shattered wagon and rotten provisions. Is it worth risking all of us? If you recall, I had initially asked for but a handful of men. You were the one to insist that you come along with twice the guardsmen. Aye. I thought we had something worthwhile to gain from this outing. We do, Captain. Worry not. Your scowl will likely scare away any enemy we happen to face. Moriak frowned, but before he could belt out a retort, a guardsman began to scream. The sickening sound of flesh giving way to claw echoed across the column. Stand to! Stand to! The defenders of Madrigal were well drilled. The guardsman who flanked the column, sword and shield in hand, turned to the forest edge. Shields raised, ready for any threat. The remaining guardsmen knocked their bows and loaded their firearms, and stood ready to unleash a fusillade. One guardsman failed to fall in line, his corpse strewn about where he had been resting, thoroughly torn apart. In the thick gloom and fog, they could only see the silhouettes inching closer. Some were hulking and unnatural in their movements, others more feral and considerably smaller. The Stormcast Eternals and Captain Moriak all readied themselves and scanned the tree line, or what they could make of it, ready to engage. 
Then, all at once, a rumbling sound flooded in from the depths of the fog, and a throng of ghouls rushed from the forest and fell upon the free people. Their flesh was pallid and discoloured, some a stark and unnatural white, others a putrid and rotten brown. Some were armed with horribly fashioned cudgels or severed limbs, while the rest sought to tear their prey apart with their wretched claws. Battle had been joined. Out of the rank! Kneel! At his command, the swordsmen who made up the first line of defence dropped to a knee, planting their shields into the earth as they did so. The line sergeants reiterated his orders as he issued them, adding to the symphony of battle that was about to erupt. Inner rank! Fire! The snarling and growling of the ghouls was, for the briefest of moments, drowned out by a volley of gunshots, immediately followed by a hail of arrows. The tide was barely stemmed. Many of the creatures had been slain, but the rest were undeterred, and now closed the distance with the swordsmen protecting the column. Archers, fired will! Handgunners, lift fire! Rest of you, on your feet! The sergeants leading the men continued to echo his orders. The archers began to arc their shots so as not to strike their comrades, and the swordsmen stood and braved the torrent of tooth and claw. Swords fell on flesh, cudgels bashed against shields, claws did their very best to rip apart mail, while snarls and screams added to the cacophony. Perspective occasionally looks an awful lot like crypt ghouls, I'm afraid. <laughs> Come, my friend. Let's learn what we can. I expect the anatomy of the flesh eaters is first on that list. The presence of the stormcast on the battlefield was immense. Lightning coursed through the foe, debilitating strands of Azerite energy bouncing from ghoul to ghoul, courtesy of the Lord Relictor. With his other hand raised, Theobaldus bellowed a prayer, beseeching his patron god for the healing energy of the heavenly realm. The guardsmen became indomitable, replete with a holy vigour, finding many of their wounds mended as they fought. They ground apart the ghouls who still rushed forward. It seems surprised we're still standing, sir. I would wager they expected us to fall apart by now. <laughs> They might be running out of steam, but I think... What in the realms? Oh, that's worrisome. Moriak, steal yourself, Captain! What is that thing, Master Drowl? Worry about its claws, not its name. Ah! Die, creature! Ha! Handgunners, shift fire! Hold, Captain. Ah! It struck me! I've got you, Captain. Easy now. I must say, that was most impressive. I've seen very few warriors charge a Morngol so eagerly, and I've seen even less survive. Can you stand? Yes. Watch it, Witch Hunter. It's about to lurch your way. Hmm? Nah, worry not. Ah! When it turns this time, strike again. Aim for its maw. You mean that dangly bit where its jaw should be? Aye, that's the one. Ah! Bah! 
It's mm. trying to escape. Sergeant Heimler. Right away, sir. With me, men. Stand in its way. Behind it, Moriak, while it's occupied. <laughs> is it... Is it whimpering? Not anymore. That did it. The ghouls are retreating. Except for those ones there. Tend to that, will you, Sergeant? Right away, Master Drawwolf. You there, Corporal, with me! They broke rather quickly, didn't they? Then they didn't break. It wasn't a rout. They retreated. Either they got more than they bargained for, or they were testing us. Now then, if you'll excuse me, I wish to inspect the body. Do what you will, Ulrich. The remaining ghouls were quickly purged, now outnumbered and surrounded. Moriak trudged about the battlefield for some time, checking the bodies of his men for survivors and any trinkets that should return to the waiting families in Madrigal. Once the battlefield was clear of the ghouls, the guardsmen began to regroup. Moriak approached the guardsmen, already ranked up, weapons sheathed and shields lowered, thanks to the direction of the first sergeant. Sergeant Heimler, have you prepared a report? Yes, sir. I've taken account. We've suffered considerably. That... Freacher has dreadfully upset the men. And the wounded are few. Most of the injured have bled to death, I'm afraid. Do we have time to tend the casualties? Yes, sir. But not in the way we'd like. The men are bringing up oil to burn the fallen in order to deny the dead any reinforcements. Good. And how are you, sir? What do you mean? I'm not new to this. Tending to Battleshock is yet another duty of mine. What burdens you? Do you think they have more of those creatures, Heimler? I... I'd imagine they haven't quite shown their hands, sir. Do you think they had any there when we lost the pact? I see. Your family, then? What would they have done if they had to face that thing? From what Master Balin has told me, the dead did not dawdle during the siege. It would have been quick, sir. I honestly hoped it had been there, to get some manner of retribution. Even if it wasn't, sir, we'll take them all with us. Now, stiff upper lip. It appears the Azerites would like a word with you. Well thought, Captain. You are far from lacking in righteous contempt for the foe. That will serve you well in this war, I think. So. Is this the manner of perspective you sought, Milord? In essence, yes. We were a larger party, and yet we barely made it past the halfway point of your lost patrol. Either that patrol was extraordinarily lucky, or there is something more to their disappearance. Let's hope it wasn't luck, then. May I interject, Sir Moriak? You all mended very well, Captain. Their dedication reflects greatly on your leadership. Thank you, Priest. I'm sure that will make it easier for the families of today's dead to grieve. It should. Money would have collapsed in the face of such odds, especially when facing a Mongol. That your guardsmen are so stalwart should bring peace in mind to many of your people. Even you speak to me now as if you aren't heavily wounded. You've fought those things before. I haven't, but Theobaldus has. Yes, dreadful things. They're called Mongols. 
Ethereal abominations worthy of naught but steel. Left unchecked, they can even fell a star drake. Then I'm glad it's dead. Now if we're through, my lords, I shall prepare the men for the return trip and to see about his wound. The return trip? Sir Marion, we still have a long way to go. I'll lead your man. No. I'm sorry, Captain? No. My men will not accompany you. Even looking at the formation, now we have taken too many casualties. If something else attacks us, they'll shatter and be hunted down in the woods. They will return to Madrigal. I appreciate your idealism, but I'm afraid we must have a presence from the people of your city. Otherwise, any discoveries we make could be called into question, which would needlessly hinder us. Very well. Sergeant Heimler. Sir! March the men back to the city. I shall accompany the Azurites to their destination. Of course, sir. We shall eagerly await your return. Sergeant Tanner! You have the detail. Make sure the bodies are tended to, and then come right back to the barracks. The rest of you! Group! Attention! Right face! Private! Interesting. Very well. Shan't delay you. Come, let us proceed. I shall tend to your wounds, Captain, but we must depart, lest any of those ghouls lead reinforcements here. The Lord Celestant turned and stepped off. The Lord Relictor stared at the Captain momentarily before he followed. The Witch Hunter stepped up to Moriak and placed a hand at his back. I agree with your decision, you know. Come. I have items of importance I wish to discuss. Lean on me if you must, until that one can see to your injury." Drowulf began to talk at length, and Moriak walked alongside him without a word. The group disappeared into the mists, leaving the sound of a few grumbling guardsmen slamming shovels into the dirt, and the scene of destruction behind them. <laughs>